This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pipus. Ashy certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. I'm not laughing at you, by the way, Pam. My microphone is slowly <laughs> falling down. I'm following it to the ground. We've been having microphone Olympics around that's here. That's right. That's right. It's an open topic show today. We're uh, looking for your questions to get your projects completed around the house. We can talk about your quick fixes, your big projects, even major renovations. We want to hear from you this morning. Also, uh, and you know, the very first show that we invited invited Jeff to come and hang out with us. Uh, the very first time was for a show we were doing on permits coming out. And, and what did what kind of permits did you have to get at your home before you did projects? Well, if you have a question about permits, that same guy is still here. Jeff is here. So we'll talk about whether or not you need a permit to do a particular thing in your home. And boy, does that get tricky. Join the conversation with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How are you guys doing this morning? Boy, I'm awesome. I, yeah. And I, <laughs> All right. Well, that's a good place nice. to start. Yeah. Yeah, I'm awesome. So uh, I got to tell you about what I did this weekend. Yeah. I, um, you know, I got this place down at the country, uh-huh. call it the pond, got a place down at the pond. Right. And there's a shed. I love a shed. Yeah. What'd yeah. you do? Come on. Come on. Well, you, you know do? how you, you just, you can put everything in a shed. Right. And so then you have you to come up the with, door and it still yeah. looks good. No, this is like open. <laughs> so oh, okay. yeah, yeah, it's open. And there was this old, old fan mm-hmm. up in the rafters. And uh, you talk about nasty. That thing must right. have been there for years and years and years. And mm-hmm. I, I kept looking at that son of a gun. I thought, I bet I can uh, clean that up. And uh. Uh, so I took it down. I had to fight some red wasps to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's part of restoration. Yeah, that's insects. part of it. There's yeah, a, especially in August. Uh-huh. Yeah. There was a big old wasp nest right in the middle of it. Right. So uh, we, we tackled that. I brought it back in, to my shop. Uh-huh. I took it apart, dissected it, uh-huh. cleaned it up. It See, was that's fun for me. Yeah, it was blue. It yeah. didn't look blue in that shit. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, okay. So it once looked, you cleaned it up. It looked brown. And then I cleaned I was like, wow, there's a nice pretty blue under here. The, Very the blades cool. are blue. Yeah. The motor casing is blue. This is like a restoration project it for It was. You. It was awesome. I scrubbed it up. And, and I kind of was going back and forth. Do you paint it? Or do you just leave the rusty kind of look, you know, on that's the a, grill? That's a good question. If you want to restore it all the way to make it look look, look like it came out of the factory, but like original then you got to go with the like getting the rust off and painting but if if you want it to make it look vintage as that's the that's such a cool word it totally blows out gross or rusty (laughs) or vintage vintage always works best i like vintage how about you jeff what'd you get into um red snapper fishing all right how'd that go (laughs) we caught two (laughs) hey we caught two in two days well, so. let me say, <laughs> yeah, was that it, enough to feed you for the weekend? It was brutal. You know what, though? I'll say this. Oh, well, I do have to ask this. That's open water, right? Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah. it was 125 degrees. I was about to say, it had to be just 
oh, yeah. miserable right. over the water. My forehead is sunburned. <laughs> <laughs> Same color as a snapper. Yeah, so, there you go. Anyway, well, um, <clears throat> I got into another project, a restoration project like, like you got into, Pam. But this was something my wife and I saw on the side of the road, another side of the road find. I'm telling you, this guy, if you need, you just should text him your address when you get ready to throw something out. And he'll well, be there. Well, <laughs> this was cool because it was, it was not really something designed for a home. Okay, this was one of those big, giant electric wire spools um, that that the power companies use. A wood one? Oh, yes. yeah. yeah. Yes. And, oh, I got one of those. Well, well, we took it because uh, the wife found on Pinterest someone had made a fire pit out of one in their backyard. Um, and How do you it, do that? It was actually, they had made, it's kind of like the table that stands up like a tabletop, like those big wire spools do. But they had basically put a a, a, a galvanized uh, small bucket on top and filled with rocks and all kinds of, it was just the coolest thing. So anyway, that's, that's the little project, the restoration project that we're working on. Uh, uh, the other restoration project I'm working on. Uh, you guys have heard this before. My darling child. Uh, Has she run into something again? She bumped something, she's yes. Bump- yeah, yeah. She's- she bumped yeah. in uh, a little while back. She bumped into something in the in the back. So what I did was I I, I, I got online and I, I realized I could order a taillight for like 30 bucks and install oh, it myself. Oh, she literally backed into something. Yeah, and broke I it. I got you, got so, you. Okay. So I fixed the taillight, but now... <laughs> She she tapped something else okay. on the front, so I'll be needing to replace the front bumper cover. Mm. Um, so I'm looking into that to see if that's possible DIY for Jason. We'll see. Well, you just need to weld a cage over that car. <laughs> well, you know, I got the car very specifically, or we used the car very specifically. You know, it wasn't pretty when, when, when it was gifted to her. It, it, it was, I think, a third or fourth owner vehicle, and we knew this was coming. So, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This is the this is the the starter yeah, the, car. The first car you buy them is a beater, right? Yeah, it's a beater. Yeah. Right. So, so anyway, that's what we're working on. Well, uh, we do have uh, some stuff going on, and we do have a call on the air that we want to go ahead and get to. Mona's on the line in Jackson. What's going on, Mona? Um, I have a question. Hmm? We have um, a moisture problem in our house. Uh, we have a bed, a bathroom upstairs that. We have mildew in it all the time up on the ceiling. So we put a dehumidifier in there, and it probably holds, I don't know, quart, yeah. two quarts of water. We dump that twice a day. Yeah, if you don't have a, a hose hooked up to a drain on that, you Well, more importantly, you're not supposed to have that much water inside your house. Right. <laughs> right. Some, some's going air, on. Right. Our, Do you have... Our air conditioner has, you know, a moisture readout on it, and the one downstairs stays at around uh, 45 to 50% humidity. The one upstairs, where the bathroom is, stays at like 60%. So Hmm. when we were building our house, before the air conditioning got put in, there was so much moisture that we had to sweep water out. Oh, my gosh. Do you have two separate units, one for up and one down? We do. We do. So you have it. We don't know who to call, like, to say, here's the problem. But there's obviously a problem. 
Yeah, uh, and and it's a it's a big one. So you have a separate air conditioner on the for the second floor, but yep. that air conditioner should be the one that's that's helping with the moisture. But that that yeah, sounds bigger. A, even an air conditioner is a dehumidifier, right? Right. I mean, that's basically what it is. So something's not working right on that unit. And I'll I'll tell you, Mona, but the phone calls we're getting right now is chasing water. Well, Mona, when do, when was this installed? Well, our house is six years old, so uh-huh. it's always been an issue. But, you know, I guess you just think, well, that's just an odd thing. That'll work itself out. Well, it hasn't. And the mildew in that bathroom, is it's bad. Like, we scrub it, and in two or three days, if we don't stay on that dehumidifier and leave the fan running in there... Uh-huh. We've got mildew again. Is the bathroom okay. being used? Uh, it Well, here's the funny thing. We just took a kid to college, and so it's not being used right now, and we're still dumping water I, out. So it's not from use. I think the thing to do is call a um, heat and air contractor. Start there. Um, okay. Don't you think, Pam? Yeah. Let, let's 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 get the heat and air checked. Um, that man. That's a lot there, of water. There's always something strange going on in houses. Mm-hmm. It's it's amazing, but but yeah, I would start there, and then then I think if that's not it. Um, now let me ask you, you, Jeff. Is if am I right? Are most? Uh, well, I won't say most. A lot of heat and air folks are plumbers also, correct? Well, so, yeah, yeah, to some. But I don't think this is a plumbing issue at all. No. Uh-huh. I think this is a it's it's a moisture issue. I'm not getting ventilation. Maybe my roof is not ventilated properly. Uh, or let me, let me make a, a suggestion, Mona, something that you could okay. do. And, and okay. I'm actually, uh, when the show's over, I'm headed over to help another friend of mine who's having a very similar issue. Mm-hmm. And what we're going to do is go in and make sure that the return, where your filter goes, we're yep. going to make sure that the son of a gun is sealed up tight. Because what will happen if that is open anywhere, it will pull warm, humid air from the attic. Yep. Unfiltered. Yes, and unfiltered, it will clog those coils up, and it will cause your system to bleed water. But, I mean. Oh. So you could check. Where's the return in your in, uh, on your second floor? Where is it? Well, the where the filter is is in the ceiling right outside of that bathroom. There you go. So that very well could, they, could they, be yeah. It. So what you can do is you can literally take the filter out, pull okay. the grill off, and look okay. up. And I'm gonna almost guarantee you, you're gonna be able to see attic at the corners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and so what okay. you do is you can get. This is what we're gonna do. I'm actually head. I'm gonna do a video on this project that we're gonna do over at my friend's house. You can take some metal tape. Uh huh. Uh, Cut it so that it is a little bit more narrow and seal up the edges around that return and then see what happens. Because if it's if it's not sealed up, it's pulling air from the attic and you're asking that air conditioner to conditioned air that's not coming from inside the house. I think that's a great DIY first step. I still think the amount of water a pro needs to 
to I don't look. know. I, listen, I'm telling you, I've I've worked with folks on doing this, really? and it's just amazing when that return is not sealed. That's right. It, you you're pulling air that is humid. You're pulling in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. <laughs> okay, Mona. So well, you give think, it the, you know, give it the DIY shot first. Think uh, think yeah. about what that air conditioning is is doing. It's it's got to pull air from somewhere, so it doesn't care. It's just going to start start pulling. Right, right. Okay. Uh, well, thank you, Mona. I hope that helps out. Um, I, I, we can. That's a good quick fix, and then we'll go down the air conditioner road next. Yeah, it's been six years. You can give it a day. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. It. We appreciate it. You know, it's uh, time to take our first break for the hour. And, uh, you know, we want to hear from you. What's happening at your home? Also, we've got a lot of emails to get to. You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. I'm Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Going to get to some of those emails real quick first. I had a caller who asked Pam to finish your story about the fan. I must have interrupted you, Pam. But you, we were talking about whether you were deciding on going the rustic vintage look. Vintage. Oh, yeah. No, I, I stayed vintage. And so I scrubbed it up. I got a wire brush and scrubbed all the, you know, the the fan casing. Right. And then. Were the um, blades painted or were they metal? They were metal and they're blue. They're beautiful blue underneath all that crud. So, and, so the metal itself is blue. Yes, it's the strangest thing. So, when thing. you when you kind of brushed brushed it, the blue didn't come off. No, Mm-mm. it that cleaned is so up. Cool. Yeah, it, it must have been the way they fired that metal somehow. It to get must that have been. I mean, this son of a gun is old, and right. so I just anyway, it's hanging in my shop at my house now. And it has a little handle on the back, and you, I just hung it on a hook and plugged it in. It works like a charm, and it's quiet. <laughs> Having been to your well, house, Pam, it, it is just a an addition to a menagerie of awesomeness right, that is your house. Exactly. Well, yes. I like it there because I know where all the tools are. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, got an email here that I wanted to go to. Got this last week, and this is tricky, folks. All right. We recently moved to Vicksburg, and our backyard about 30 yards by 30 yards, is completely smothered in poison ivy. Whoa. Wow. Do you guys have any don't tips? Go back, don't go back there. Right. <laughs> Do you guys have any tips on how to get rid of it so I can plant some grass for our um, daughter to play in? Oh, that's a Felder question. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, yeah, you can kill poison ivy. Get Willa, yeah. Yeah. You can kill it. Um, what, what would you, like a Roundup kind of thing? Well, I, I'm not sure it's Roundup, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to say... We kill poison ivy around my house all the time. I think. Really? Now I've done. I, this is crazy, but but some people, believe it or not, are less 
I'm one of those people, and <clears throat> I've had to clear out big patches of poison ivy before. Because I need, I got a job for you at the pond. Right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm. I just happen to be one of those people can, that it doesn't I really can hurt talk that. about it and get it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of like that. I'm Matter of fact, I'm getting it right now. Right? I'm going to have to go get a shot after the exactly. show because uh, listen, that stuff just. Well, well, listen. I tell you what, I, I don't know exactly how to answer that. Except, I mean, my first thought when I saw it was. Like flamethrower, <laughs> awesome. But anyway, uh, Felder, if you want to listen tomorrow morning at no Friday morning at nine a.m., yeah, Felder can uh, can help you out with that a little Ask bit better man. with the poison ivy. But you know, of course, Felder may just tell you put on flip flops and walk over it or something. Yeah, but, you know, he's kind of into that. Right, no, I'm not. Gonna, I got to get rid of that stuff. Right. All right. Number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. Lewis is on the line in Mobile. What's going on, Lewis? Lewis, are you with us? Alrighty then. Uh, oh, there you go, Lewis. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Um, earlier this summer, I noticed in my downstairs air conditioning unit a uh, that real musty smell that you might smell in a basement. Right. Uh, you don't want to want to smell at it coming out of your upstairs air conditioner. Um, right. We called and had the air tested. And turned out that we had um, penicillin aspergillus in our air conditioning unit, and it was migrating towards our upstairs units uh, as well. What is that thing so, that you just said that was coming up? I mean, I heard the words, but what does it mean? It's mold, penicillium aspergillus. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a, a, it's a, a mold, mold that will grow when there's water. Um, so, you know, of course, we had a company come out and clean the molds and or the AC units and the mold problem persisted and we were just baffled as to why this mold is still around uh-huh. and then I was told hey you've got a moisture problem kind of like this last call that you had right and so we we've bought and inst- installed several um, dehumidifiers mm-hmm. and we're getting gallons of water a day out of the air. I guess I would expect right now would be even, that would be terrible Mm -hmm. uh, with the heat and humidity at the moment. Yeah, sounds like another return problem. I I think it's another AC problem. (laughs) I really do. Uh, We were just kind of baffled as to why um, why we had so much humidity, especially in our walls. We we were told that we had upwards of 90% humidity in our walls. How old is Um, this house? Uh, the house was built in 1981. Oh, well, that doesn't okay. make any sense. No. Now, and this only started within the past few months of having the moisture issue. It, it's um, it's going to be an AC issue. Um, How old is your air conditioner? Well, I don't know. We've only owned this for about five years. Okay, well, so that air can unit older than could be years, twenty yeah. years for all you know. Yeah, uh, it really is something that you should have looked into. Um, well, and what you want to do is make sure that you tell your AC person that you want to make sure everything is sealed up. If your return is not right. sealed, you're trying to you're trying to pull the air out it, of Mississippi. That's right. And, and I mean the water out of Mississippi air, and it's I mean, just. Let me ask you this, uh, Lewis. Has there been a lot of maintenance on the home over the years? Yeah. Well, that's one of the things I was going to point out Mm -hmm. is 
Um, so like all the caulk redone and that kind of stuff. Like had our roof replaced. Oh. Yeah. And we had a home inspection done, and turns out the roof was done improperly, and we've been having a leak this entire time. So we've had water intrusion. So wow. maybe the last callers had some type of a slow water intrusion. There's Very always, possible. yeah, there's, that's it, a possibility. It, it, that's right. It, it could be a combination of a couple things. Um, but, again, I'm going to start with my AC. I want to get a qualified AC person out there and, and check my returns, check my ductwork, um, drain, well, yeah. drain lines unclogged, you know, make, make, make sure the units are working properly. You know, I'm going to do a um, part of the reason I'm going over and helping my friend. You know, it's always self-serving, but she's going to do some video of me sealing everything up, right? And right. then I'll post that to our YouTube channel, um, the Inspect It Like a Girl YouTube channel, mm-hmm. so the consumer can look and see. These are some things that are kind of DIY projects. Right. The problem that you're going to run into right now is because it's so hot. Up in that attic. Well, and so and, getting up yeah. there to try to seal something up, you've really got to be careful as a, you know, as a homeowner. We're going to try to work from the bottom up. So we're going to work from the interior of the house and try to seal everything up at the ceiling, and see if that because it's literally raining at their house. Well, and I can tell you this: if you're if you're a DIYer, if you're a homeowner, as as I am, and I do a lot of stuff around the house myself, I don't like to hire that stuff out. I, I can say one one thing. August is off limits to the attic. Yeah, because August, September. It, you can, well, I mean, to be honest, I know this sounds silly and you don't believe it, but you can hurt yourself at 130 degrees. Well, you I can, tell you, you know what will give you a clue that your air conditioner's leaking? What? Is if you it, kick it down to like 65 and then go up in your attic. Uh-huh. And if it's cool, you got a problem. you got it, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, air conditioner well, in your attic. Thanks a lot, Lewis. We appreciate it. Uh, I just wanted to take a uh, this email, real quick email, because it plays into what we're talking about. This obviously is an issue. I got that this one this week also. I have a moldy smell in my house but cannot find the source. Uh, is there a company that will find the source and remedy a mold problem for me? Uh, absolutely. But, uh, Jeff, tell me, what, where do I start there, guys? Where, uh, well, again, it's probably AC. I, I'm... I'm you know, again, think about think about what your AC unit does. It it it, it pulls the hot air out of your house, right? So, well, and if, I had a if you're um, if you're sucking from the attic, yeah. <clears throat> excuse it, me. It's not where, where it's even there's more hot air, right. so <laughs> right. Um, it could be attic is not vent is not vented properly. It could be it could be what you've been talking about, sure. which is the in, or the uh, yeah the air intake where where it's. It's not actually pulling through a filter as much as it's... Well, and, and two, think about this. Um, we get up there in the attic, and we connect everything in the attic. We, mm-hmm. we, we put everything together mechanically. Right. And then we insulate it, and then we put all that stuff in a 150-degree room <laughs> and want our downstairs to be 68. Right. So from time <laughs> to true. time, that stuff is going to it's going to come apart. It's going to fail. Right. So it's a good idea to have that kind of stuff checked. Right. 
once a year, once every couple years? I'm a big advocate of having – I'm on a service plan with a company, and they come in and check everything. For, but I, for like HVAC? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I have that done, and, and I, I kind of bug them. I, I watch them. I'm like, now, what are you doing now? Right. You know, because it's just interesting to me. But let me mention this. Mm-hmm. We What I see is that people will get a new air conditioning system, mm-hmm. and they won't do anything to the duct work. And then they right. start having that's problems. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And it, now another thing, <clears throat> just because you set your thermostat on 60, the air coming out of that vent nah. is not 60. No. Nah. So the air is only what it is. Well, and any it, air conditioner person, and of course we've had Timmy in here a hundred times saying the air conditioner was not designed to go to the temperature that you put it at on a thermostat. It's actually going to bring it down 20 to 25 degrees, pretty much anywhere you are. It doesn't matter. So if you're at 95 degrees outside, you're, it's going to be hard to get to 62 inside. Well, and you don't want to be at 62. No, right. No. Your air conditioner is not a refrigerator. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, That's it's right. A, you know, it's an air conditioner. It's an right. air conditioner. And the, and the thermostat simply tells the air conditioner how long to run. To run. Right. That, that's, that's, that's how you have to think about it. Right. Well, and if they get, if you haven't cleaned those coils in a while, yep. I, I had a friend that, bless her heart, she was just like sick, sick, sick. And so um, I went out and I was like, you know, when was the last time you had your air conditioner service? And mm-hmm. she looked at me and she said, hmm? never. 1983. <laughs> Right, and so you know, I got a text from her the other day, and she said they had them out, and it, they avoided a catastrophe because that son of a gun was getting ready to overflow. Oh, really? Because the coils were so coils are up. dirty. That's right. Mm-hmm. If you and if you, it, it, your house can make you sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More specifically, your air conditioner can make you sick. Yeah. If you don't take care of it. Right. Okay. Um. You know what? Let's not save this. I really want to hear this because we talking to Karen and Jackson, she wanted to comment about the poison ivy. And if you didn't hear, we had an email. Someone just bought a house in Vicksburg, had about a 30 by 30 backyard that is absolutely one end to the other coated with poison ivy. What are we doing with this, Kevin? Uh, Karen? If they can borrow or rent a goat. A goat? A goat. A goat will eat poison ivy. That's right. Poison ivy. And it doesn't bother them. I have some friends who did that actually with their land is they borrowed some neighbor's goats and just set them loose on it and they gnawed it down. To the yeah, tub. that's that a good awesome. idea. That is unbelievable. Well, get you a little baby goat. That Karen, that is the coolest <laughs> idea I've heard on Fix It 101 ever. Now, I used to own goats. Yeah, now, yes. Okay. Once a, you have them. <laughs> a goat can get in Fort Knox, I promise you. <laughs> With no problem at all. Right. You cannot keep a goat in a fence. I don't care what you do. I had 15 of those little suckers running everywhere. Everywhere! My, well, neighbor, my neighbors would call me, Jeff, your goats are out again. <laughs> Did you wake well, up in the morning and there's a baby goat on your one. chest? <laughs> Say what, Karen? That would be why you want to borrow one. Exactly. Yeah, borrow a goat. Yes. Borrow one and keep it on a leash. Maybe somebody yeah. will start a rent-a-goat business. Yeah. You want me to feed your goat for a day or so? Yeah. Right. Let him over at my house. That's I got awesome. poison ivy. Thank you, Karen. That one's going to go on the promo You track. know, I, I forgot about that, but that that's true. They I saw this on, on TV or something that there there are companies that will bring goats to your land, and that they just start clearing it. 
No way. That's genius. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to do that at the pond. I know. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I wish I had my goats now. I know. I'd, bar- I'd rent your goats. Yeah. All right. All right, folks. You know what? It's time for another break. Uh, we're still looking to hear from you about your home improvement projects. If you want to join today's show, you can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. I can't believe a goat made it to Fix It 101. This is awesome. 877-672-7464 or send an email to Fix it 101 at mpbonline.org. And when we come back, we're going to look at some of those projects you didn't know might require a permit. So that's tricky. Uh, we'll be right back. if you use an app to start your car or still have a flip phone. Everyday Tech can decipher today's technology for tomorrow's solutions. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB public media app. to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Got some calls coming in, and but I do want to uh, go to an email that we got last week that I wanted to answer for you. Because this is tricky, and, 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 and folks have done this before, and it can either be really hard work uh, or it can be easier. So, good morning, lady and gentlemen. Uh, my walls are currently dark green, but I'm in for a change and thinking of going to white. Is this going to work, or will the dark color come through? I assume that I need some sort of undercoat, but don't know if there's a specific product I should be looking for. I'm not going to be doing this work myself as I have a very high as I have very high cathedral ceilings and don't do heights. What should I be looking for when I'm getting quotes? Thanks, Steve and Jackson. Uh so he's talking about painting walls dark green. No, no. He's going from dark green to white. To white. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh. Yes, you're correct. He's going from dark green to white. Yeah. But obviously he's not going to do it. Obviously he's buying the material. Is what it sounds like here. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't like to buy, I don't like the homeowner to buy right. my painter's material. That's true. The I, painter does know best, and that's right. Actually, I, see, now I'm gonna give you the other side of that. Okay, go for it. I always buy my paint. Really? Because I'm a paint snob. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, so I, he, you know, here, here's the way I look at it. If I went to the finest steakhouse in Jackson and I brought my own steak. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't want to do that. It, 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 so, so I want to hire a quality painter. Now, hey, what what painter are you bringing me? But anyway, I don't want to go down that right, rabbit right. hole. Well, that, that, that's go, that's that's well, that's simply an opinion. Store mm-hmm. And I'll network with my painter. What do you right. want? And then, but I'm going to make sure that that paint is not getting thinned down. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. Now that that again, I said hire a quality painter. Right. Hiring a quality painter right. is key. Right. Yeah. So, but getting back to this gentleman's to question, 
um, just just prime it. Get your get your primer tinted to the color that you're going with, and then uh, uh, it's easier to go a light color than does dark color. Yeah, it could be. It could be. Uh, like I said, this could be easy. The reason why I said it could be difficult, I did this over uh, some walls in a basement one time, and and this was my first time at it. So I bought the bucket of five gallon paint for thirty eight dollars, you know, yeah. and painted it seven times finally right. and got it right. But and that's when I learned my my lesson about like you said, good paint. This could be a really difficult job or a, a, a yeah. you know. You know, the, the, you're definitely going to want to start with a quality product. And going over dark green, you know, if you don't use a kills type product or whatever, what would you suggest? You're, you're, you're a big paint lady. What would yeah, you I love the paint. It's, yeah. I, it calms me down. <laughs> so what would you suggest going over dark green wall to make sure nothing well, bled? I would use I would use some type of a primer. But let me let me give you a tip. And I learned this years ago. Yeah. Some bunch of us got together to help a friend paint their house. And they had a professional painter there. And right. I learned a lot of things. And one of the things that I think as DIY folks that we do is we don't put enough paint on the roller. And then we are, when your arms hurt after you've been painting, uh-huh. you've been painting too hard. <laughs> uh-huh. You know what? I've never heard that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Because people will, they'll get up there and they're trying to squeeze every little right. bit they can out of that roller. And that's not the, that's not what you want to do. You want to slop it on there. So I've been doing it wrong for like 20 years. Well, you know, I mean, I learned that. I, listen, I didn't know it. I just showed up and this painter, he was, and I was watching. And I was like, boy, you're putting a lot of paint on that roller. And he goes, yeah, and I'm not having to work half as hard as you are. Yeah, right. Wow. So, you know, j- just because you can purchase a paintbrush and a roller. Doesn't mean you know how to use it. Does not make you a painter. <laughs> no. All right. All right, folks, we got full line. So let's get, let, let's get going. Uh, Adam is on the line. And uh, where where are you calling from, Adam? Uh, Agricola, Mississippi at the moment. Okay, that's why I didn't want to take a shot at that. Never heard of it. Yeah, what's going on, man? Uh, let's see. I was calling about the lady that had comments on goats, and then another lady had a comment on them, and I heard one of the DJs, all right, goats are awesome. You cannot keep them in with conventional fencing. We used to have a <laughs> of 60 of them that we milk twice a day by hand. I am originally from the middle of Wisconsin. Uh-huh. Uh, the best way is a dog. If you are only dealing with one single goat, clean up that 30 by 30 area, tie it to a cement block and give it some shelter to get in out of the weather if it needs to. But it's going to wrap weeds up in the chain. There's nothing you're going to do about it. Your goat's just going to run away. Next thought is goats are awesome. If you're depressed, you get a baby goat, you sit down, you hold that thing, it'll give you hugs and kisses all day. <laughs> in your pockets, and they will maul you inside a barn. I well, have now, pictures of with like six, eight goats trying to push my wife down to get to the apple slices in her pockets. They well, are let awesome me, pets. You did say one thing that I, I want everyone to keep in mind. We talked about that 30 by 30 yard, and you said something. You went real fast by it. We wanted to... Make sure everybody heard it. Chain your goat to a piece of concrete. Yeah, you see the concrete block. <laughs> yeah. So, so the goat's going to just drag the block around and not not run off. Or if he does, well, you it can... takes a pretty big goat to drag a block around. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> How gotcha. big does the goat have to be? A nice set, man. Goat. But yeah, make sure it has shelter, shade, and water. You got to keep them out of the sun and make sure they have plenty of water. This is oh, a whole I'm... different type of. Uh, Farm equipment here. I wish I wish I'd have talked to Adam 
four or five years ago. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. if you have burning nettles, also, I have seen my uh, one of my prized milking goats. She would give nine pounds of milk every milking. She took a six foot six burning nettle, bit it in the middle, turned it sideways, ate the whole damn thing. Yeah. Whoa. All right. <laughs> Whoa, boy, they will. They'll eat everything. <laughs> All right, Adam. We appreciate it, man. We were learned a lot about ghosts today on Fix It One Hundred and One. Anyway, let's uh, let's keep on moving and you know, kind of uh, jump the shark already. Kathleen's on the line in Osaka. What's going on, Kathleen? I've got a problem, and I've got some. I need some advice today. You know, that's what we do. Well, this is not usually me. Usually, I'm with the tips and help. Usually, she's giving the advice. I (laughs) I went to the store. And a friend of mine thought he'd help me out. I needed some fascia put up. Uh-huh. I didn't know he was going to do it while I was gone. Uh-huh. He used wood out of the yard. Don't know the quality. Right. He didn't put any vents. And then he went with the spray stuff and put gobs of it everywhere. Mm. So I don't huh. know if there's any vent going on up in there. Right. I don't know if that foam stuff is flammable, and I don't know if the wood has termites in it or not. Well, the foam stuff, if you use, like, uh, you know, the standard names are, like, great stuff and whatever, that stuff's not flammable. Uh, I mean, you, yeah, got, you can but make it. It will deteriorate outside. Yeah, I, it's not supposed to be put outside. No, I, I, I hate that stuff. Yeah. It, I, I mean, there, there's a purpose for spray insulation and outside is not the, not the place. Yeah, and don't worry about um, termites would nah. only be if you've got water up there. Termites, right. Subterranean termites in Mississippi need water. In what, order what, to, what, but you may have uh, other insects in it if it was pulled <clears> out of the yard. Yeah. What, what was the spray foam used for? Any little hole or crack he could find to put uh, it in. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. no, no. You don't know. No. You yeah, you're probably going to have to just dig that out. Probably going to have to take that back off. Yeah, and then you could caulk it up. And then as far as your vents go, I did this at my house. You can buy a um, circular saw drill uh-huh. uh-huh. kit, and I got the – and then they have the grills that go right. into that. Yeah. So you can you can put that on a on a drill and drill it up into your soffits and then put those grills on there. It's a great idea. Did I, did I tell you that the area he repaired is on the uh, top of the second floor? Nice. Um, nice. Right. Yeah. and soffit. <laughs> and I'm 70 and I'm walking with a cane. I don't think so. No. Right. Yeah, you want to hire somebody. Anytime yeah. you're going up two stories, you're going to have to hire somebody. Right. Well, I hate that. I hate that happened to you, but yeah, it doesn't sound like that's the kind of job that, that, that we wanted. You know, and that's that's really funny because, and no, I, I don't mean it's funny, friend. but, you know, we have friends that will help us out, and I'm that friend that will come and help you out. <laughs> but you don't need like that old bb king song right all right thanks kathleen uh we're going to keep moving the 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 phones are still in if you want to call it's 877 mpb ring that's 877-672-7464 let's go to sean and mobile what's going on sean sean you with us yeah yeah i'm here okay so what's going on um so i work with a company that does uh foundation repair and whatnot and y'all had some callers in that called about their moisture problem yes sir uh, i just jumped in the van i didn't catch whether they had uh, crawl spaces or not uh-huh 
because and no one ever really said that it could be coming from down below, but I've seen that with that kind of moisture content in a wall, I believe the lady said 90%. I've seen it on Mobile Bay um, with insulation underneath the house and a crawl space where you could wring the moisture out of the insulation. Wow. And she had mold coming through the paint. And we encapsulated it, and it dried everything out. And so, so you I, encapsulated the crawl space, and that, and that made the... humidify that area. Yeah, we put a drainage system in, a sump pump drainage uh-huh. system in. And a dehumidifier, I would imagine, too, Sean. Yeah, yeah. It has to have a dehumidifier. And once you do that, it's problem solved. Yeah, okay. and That's I've seen, you know, thanks, Sean, for calling. I mean, I see that, and that is kind of something that folks are doing now. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend that you just talk with somebody. Uh, if that's something you're going to do, it ain't cheap. No. And it's it not. needs to it's be not. done right, because if it's not done right, you've just created a whole nother set of problems. <laughs> right. We By see, encapsulating we see people the throw money out the window all the time trying to do it right, or they get a handyman that doesn't do it right. And then we have to come in and, you know, fix what they've done. Right. Um, and it's just good money out the window. So, yeah, yeah you want a qualified person to look at it because it isn't cheap. But it, crawl spaces are number one source of moisture coming in from below. And people don't know where these smells are coming from. Mm-hmm. And that's where it's coming from. Well, well that comes yeah. from someone who does uh, does structure and mobile. So that, yeah. they know water. Well, same so. thing here. I mean, yeah. we, we've got these older houses that have these crawl spaces. And, and a lot of times what the problem is, is you've put an air conditioning system in your crawl space. That'll, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, you just, all you've done is created the perfect storm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you very much, uh, Sean. I appreciate that. That's, that's kind of a big deal. It gives us a different direction to think of on that. And uh, another idea. For yeah. someone to consider. But that's not a DIY project. No. You really want to hire no, a professional not. to do something like that. And then I would just talk to different foundation people. My my opinion on those varies because houses vary. Right. You know, it just really yeah, depends on the circumstance in the house if you're going to go with that option. Because, quite frankly, I've seen encapsulated crawl spaces that still have mold because right. it just wasn't done right. Yeah. All right. All right, thanks, Sean. We appreciate it. We're gonna we're gonna keep on moving. I've got an email here that I wanted to hit in just a moment. We're gonna hit our last break for the hour. Um, it's time for that. You still have time to get your home improvement question on, though. We still do have a few minutes for that. Call us with your question, comment, or just tell us what project you're working on. Eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or send an email to fixit one hundred and one at MPB online. We'll be right back. I'm Professor Richard Gershon from the University of Mississippi School of Law, host of In Legal Terms. Find In Legal Terms on any podcasting platform on your smart device or on our website, inlegalterms.mpbonline.org. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, trying to make as much noise as possible. Ashy's certified inspector and inspect it like a girl and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. If you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using the podcast app or our MPB public media app. And, of course, you can join the conversation still this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. It's 877-672-7464 or... 
send an email. Fixit101 at mpbonline.org. On the line right now is Jim in Auburn. I had to ask which Auburn this is, and Kevin looked at me and said, the lower Alabama one. Jim, you wear this? <laughs> I am with you. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. I'm going to give a little personal information here. Believe it or not, there is a ring on my finger right now that says the word Auburn on it. I'm a graduate there. So. From AU? Yeah. Well, it's nice to War meet you. Oh, yeah, there you go. Okay. So what's going on, Jim? Okay. We live in a house that was built in 1951. It's an old ranch house that mm-hmm. had a galley kitchen, formal dining room, formal living room that we never really used the dining and living rooms before. And so we took out the wall to the dining and made one big kitchen. And now we have a very much more usable dining space and living space. But all this surrounds a closet where the air handler is. Uh, and when the air handler comes on, it's real loud. It's two by four framed walls. Um, Sounds like a know. jet taking off in the kitchen. <laughs> and I need to subdue that noise a little bit. Uh, do y'all have any suggestions? Let me tell you what I did, because I've got the same situation. Mine is in a closet, uh, and I had opened up a wall and... So when I tried to, I had to turn my volume up on my TV every time right. my air conditioner came on. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was able to do some research and got some sound panels. They're foam that they use in these sound studios. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can, it's a foam product. And I cut that up and put it in my return on all four. Oh, let's see. One, two, three, four. Yeah. Yeah. Back, sides, and the base. Put that in there, and it helped a lot. With yeah, that noise. Jim, we create a lot of studios around here, and sometimes even mm-hmm. quickly. Um, but I can tell you that that you can order sound dampening material online. It's mm-hmm. not real expensive. It, it you may recognize it as the old egg crate like looking stuff. That's exactly what I got. Yeah, we cut it up and mm-hmm. put it down in my return, and I just stapled it, you know, yeah. around to keep it. You and can, it, it you really can buy helped. it in sheets or rolls, or you can buy it in little twelve inch or you know little things or whatever. But you can get that stuff, and it will help with sound. It won't stop it, but it will help it a lot. Yeah, and another thing. Thing you can do i've seen this in some home inspections is people will come in and put a flap uh on the back side of where the filter is and it's mm-hmm. it's a um it's in place and what it does is it helps alleviate the noise from the motor on your fan because that's what you're hearing and so it it's just on the back side but it's it's in place and i've thought about doing that to add it to mine but i've just never done it but you don't no, want to restrict airflow because that, that's... No, don't, I've got a lot of good return space going into it. that has got returns on all four walls. Oh, that's awesome. Right. Yeah, yeah. So you're probably, your system's working really, really right. well. I would try the egg crate stuff. Yeah, and there is okay. a lot of stuff. If, you, if, you, if you're ever inside the wall, there's a ton of cool stuff you can do. But, you know, inside the wall, you can do spray insulation that, man, you won't hear anything. Um, right. Yeah. There's, some, there's some really just, targeted stuff. Yeah, and to get inside the wall, I'd have to take out some sheetrock, and after the remodeling, I am done with sheetrock. <laughs> right, yeah, 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 I bet. Well, and this sheet is a good dust. application yeah. for that great foam, is you want to get in there and seal up all the corners and the edges on the um, inside mm-hmm. the return, and then come back in with this egg crate stuff. It should help with the noise. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, thanks, Jim. I appreciate y'all. Appreciate it. All right, uh, we're going to keep going. I've got a, a, a real quick, I've got a... a uh, email here i want to put led lights in my kitchen 
The instructions say that the wiring must be certified to 90 degrees or fire risk. Uh, My home was built in 1980. Can I install it? Or do I need new wiring? Uh, Thanks for considering my question, Gus. Okay. So all of us have used LED bulbs um, or or those in this room. Uh, I have installed them into what were originally incandescent fixtures, and they do work. They don't last as long as a LED fixture and LED bulb together. But I will say they do work. Um, What do you guys think? He wants to go to LED in the kitchen. Does he have to rewire? I don't think so. No, built built 1980, it should be copper. You're still going to have copper Romex, probably. 15, 20 Mm -hmm. amp. The Mm -hmm. only thing, what year, the only thing I'll say is I worked on uh, my my wife's house a long time ago. This is an older house, and uh, it had aluminum wiring. So watch for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Not not in the 80s. Yeah, 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 not in the 80s. Aluminum is Korean War, so it's the late 60s, 60s, early early 70s. Gotcha. All right, folks, that's it. Uh, You're listening. uh, Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Jay White. Our call screener today was Kevin Farrell for Pam Pibus, Jeff Sammons, and I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White. Join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.